Amen. Just remain standing with us. We could shout another hour. Or or I could just obey the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I don't have a whole lot, but I do have something. Amen. I'm thankful to be in a house of prayer where the anointing flows. Amen. Just say no to dead church. Say yes to the Spirit of God moving. Amen. So thankful Tamara was able to be here today. And then her son and Eliana. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Amen. If you got your Bible, 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. Amen. Uh, prayers are for those that are sick today. Many traveling, working, all these things. Amen. But thankful for God's wonderful house. Good group of people. We'll, we'll set the drum out after church to let you uh, give in your tithes and offering. We're going to have a total tonight for what the pews will cost. And so we basically kind of almost paid the taxes of them. So anyway, I guess we're going to start from scratch and amen, see what God will do. Amen. See what God will do. Second Kings 4 and 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me. What hast thou in thy house or in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save or except for a pot of oil. And then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Everybody say empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out. Everybody say, pour out. You're going to pour out into all those vessels. They're not just any vessels. These are empty vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. Bring me the next one is what she was saying. And he said unto her, if I could say it like this, Mama, (laughs) there ain't no more vessels. And the oil stayed. And then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, pay the debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Amen. I want to preach for a little while simply from this subject of empty vessels. Everybody say empty vessels. Amen. Set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord. Let's ask God to help us right now for a few moments in this building. God, I need your word to strengthen people. I need your word to help people. Come on, help me cry out to God for just a few moments. God, you've been wonderful. You've been good to us. You've been faithful to us. 
God, anoint us one more time. Anoint me to speak your word. Anoint the ears to hear. God, do what you're going to do in this house. Hallelujah. Encourage people. Hallelujah. Now in a way of worship, why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. We praise you. We thank you. We love you. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. I want to simply preach. Everybody say empty vessels. There was a story of the lady who was a widow. and She had a bill that she could not pay. She had a family issue that she could not solve. Amen. And when you find something you can't pay, you find something you can't solve when you don't know what to do. Amen. The Word of God is a great place to start looking. Hallelujah. All you need is a word from God. Amen. And God can begin to turn things around in your life. And so she goes to Elisha the prophet. She says, what do I do? How do I get out of this situation? And the problem was she didn't want to lose her boys. I hope there's some mamas in here. Amen. That the desire of your heart is I don't want to lose my children. I don't want my children to be lost. I don't want them to be in Egypt. I don't want them to be in bondage, God. You show me what. Come on, I need some mothers in Zion. I need some fathers. Amen. That put their foot down and say, my baby ain't going to be a bond servant. My baby ain't going to hell. Come on, help me right now in Jesus' name. I want them saved, God. I want them touched. I want them full. Man, and so the prophet's remarks were simply this. Get as many vessels in the house as you can get. Empty vessels. And start pouring into them what you have. And God will take care of the issue. Get as many empty vessels in the house as you can get. Start pouring into them what you have and watch God take care of the rest. Uh, Amen. At some point, you got to quit worrying about what's going on in your life uh, and say, God, if you'll just let me do what you want me to do, uh, I think it's all going to be all right at the end of the day. Amen. And so I want to preach for a little bit about how to treat empty vessels how we value empty vessels, how much or how little we pour into empty vessels will determine, amen, what our blessing's gonna be or not gonna be. And you can sit down and say, I ain't got anything and I can't do anything and I'm very little. I have very little anointing. I have very little resources. And you can live in bondage and your children be lost. Or you can get up and say, what I have, I'm going to use. What God's given me, I give back to him. Come on, shout, the devil's a liar. Say it again, the devil's a liar. Elisha said, go borrow of your neighbor's empty vessels. Vessels were used to carry stuff. They were used to store stuff. And when you have to learn the value of a vessel, 
Amen. Whether it's full or it's empty, it's still got value to God. I said whether it's full or it's empty, uh, it's still got value to God. Uh, And if it's got value to God, it's got value. Come on, everybody say to the church. We need to learn how to value the vessels. Hallelujah. 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 Boy, I feel like shouting. Amen. Don't let us walk around being self-righteous, our cup running over us. And look down on people that are empty uh, like we're somehow better than them. Uh, or we got a better chance than they got. Uh, when you walked in the door, you was as dry as they come. Uh, when you walked through the door, you was as empty as they come. Uh, but somebody uh, began to pour into you. Uh, and God did miracles. Come on, let's praise him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody say empty vessels have value. The neighbors obviously thought they did not have any value because they had no problem with her taking all the empty vessels out of their house and bringing it to their house. She would have been asking for vessels that were full of Something that she wanted and full of flour, full of wine, full of water, full of anything she wanted. The neighbors probably would have said, hang on now. Hang on, don't, don't, go, don't get that one. But they had no problem with her getting the empty ones. Amen. Let me tell you what the world does to people. It empties you of everything that's good in your life. And then it kicks you to the curb. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost backing me up right now. See, when you run out of money and you run out of drugs and you ain't got anything to give them, you ain't got no value to them. But God said, I got a miracle. I want you to go get every empty vessel and bring it to this house. Y'all gonna let me preach it. Y'all going to help me preach a while? Somebody going to let their faith arise in this place? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When all the good stuff was gone, they had no problem. Yeah, you can have it. Take it on. Amen. Because they didn't understand the value of something that's even empty. But let me tell you about the real church. Not about the fake church. I'm talking about the real church. The real church understands potential. The real church understands value. They may have walked in with nothing, but we know a God that loves to fill up empty vessels. He loves to pour his spirit in people. But if there ain't None in the house. Boy, I feel like shouting. God said, go get every empty thing you can find and bring it to my house. Why does it matter? Because the more you bring, the more miracle you're going to find out. Uh, 
the more you bring, the bigger your testimony is going to be. The less you judge people, the less self-righteous spirit you get. Look at them. Well, don't you know they messed up? Don't you know they... Don't you know you all messed up? Don't you know your pastor was a mess up? But God takes empty things. Not only does he fill up empty vessels, he loves it. He likes to. Amen. You know it's time for the church of the living God. It's time for us to be more of a motherly nature. Praise God. Might get quiet and right and tight before we're over. Amen. We got enough father figures trying to correct us and tell us everything wrong with us and discipline us. Amen. You know what the church is? Everybody say the bride. Amen. We still believe it like the Bible says. Our brides have motherly figures, (laughs) natures. Hey, what if we just started loving people? What if we started loving people like a mother loves her child? uh, When they're down on their luck, uh, daddy may give up. uh, Daddy may run them off, but there's a mother uh, that says, Oh, uh, come back one more time. Come on, everybody, praise the Lord. Amen. The real church knows the value of an empty vessel. Because we were empty vessels. The reason we know the value is because that's our testimony. We walked in, we didn't have the Holy Ghost. We were full of all kinds of other stuff, but it wasn't the Holy Ghost. But God took an empty vessel. God took an empty vessel and just began to pour when we didn't deserve it. He did things unbelievable. Come on. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. The real church knows that if you'll just start pouring what you got into something empty, miracles begin to happen. Bring me some more waters. The real church knows I ain't got much. How on earth could I fill this up? Who am I? I can't do nothing. God said, just take what you have. Boy, I feel like dancing. Hallelujah. Maybe I'm just preaching to myself. I go to a restaurant sometime and I see so many people. And I think, my Lord, how can little me uh, ever reach this big old city? Uh, Drive down the highway and there's cars everywhere. Uh, Amen. Drive by the mall and there's cars everywhere. 
and it's almost overwhelming. Think how on earth, God, uh, are these people ever going to be saved? Uh, amen. I can't even hardly tie my shoes. Uh, but the Lord began to deal with me. If you just take what you got. If you just tell them your testimony. Uh, while you think you're pouring, and I'm going to take your hand. Uh, and I'm going to start pouring. Uh, and when he starts pouring, uh, things start changing. Come on, Lydia. Come on, lift your hands and your voices to the Lord. God, I know what prayer can do. I know what faith can do. I know what, I know what believing you can do. Tell you, the ingredients of this miracle was this woman. I believe she represents the church. I believe the church cares for its own. I believe the church is not selfish. Selfish would have said, let them come get the boys. I don't have to cook for them no more. I have to clean after them no more. But the church don't act like that. The church don't look at the trouble it's going to cause me up. The church looks at the vessel uh, that needs to be filled. uh, And the mother, the mother begins to pray. Elisha, Elisha. What do I do? There's things that made this miracle happen. I'm telling you, God began to deal with me. Late last night, God began to deal with me. My fingers couldn't type fast enough. Because for this miracle to happen, you had to have somebody that cared, first of all. For revival to happen, somebody's got to care more about them own selves. You got to quit worrying about how much money you got. How big your house is. And whether your cup is running over or not. And you got to get a burn for somebody that's going to be lost. Somebody that's going to be a bondman if you don't do something. She began to care. She began to pray. She got obedient. Everybody say obedient. It's one thing to say I want everybody saved. It's another thing to say I'll be obedient to the heavenly calling. Let me tell you how this miracle happened. First of all, the house got full of empty vessels. Somebody went and gathered some empty things and brought them to the house where the miracle was going to happen. 
He said, I want my house to be full. I'm telling you, if I thought we had millions of years left, I'd probably be uh, maybe preaching something else, but probably not. I'm telling you, we are the generations I feel like upon whom the ends of the world have come. Amen. Please pray for the peace of Jerusalem when you pray. Amen. When you see all these things come to pass, wars and rumors of war. Amen. It's time to tighten up, my friend. It's time to start looking around and finding empty vessels and saying we got to get them to the house. Amen. If you got to buy supper for them, if you got to do something, whatever happens, amen, bribe them, get them to the house of prayer. Come on, it's time to get the empties. You had a, not only did she bring them, but she took what she had. Hallelujah. Oh, man, if I could just get somebody to preach it to them. Oh, if I could get somebody special to teach them a Bible study. If I could get, you know, somebody super intelligent to, Amen. That knows how to debate to come meet this empty. No. Elisha said, you. What do you got? What do you got in your house? What do you got in your tabernacle? What do you got in your temple? I want you to take what you got. And I want you to start pouring into... uh, the empty vessel that you bring. Come on, we're about to have revival in this house. Come on, we're way past the time of waiting on somebody else to knock on their door, waiting for a program to shake them. It's time for everybody to say, hey, it's up to me. She began to pour. God made up the difference. How could a pot of oil fill up all them vessels? Everybody say God. People think they can't do anything for God. I'm sorry. People think I'm not qualified. Let me tell you something. I ain't ever been to Bible college in my life. It wasn't me. Amen. I thought one day I need to do this. Amen. And the fourth day, I think it was, I needed to be at the church praying and I was doing an assignment. And I was filling out red circles and color and blue squares. I thought, Merry Christmas to y'all. Y'all do what you need to do. I hope it all works out well for you. But I'm fixing to get my Bible. I'm fixing to head down to that church. And I'm fixing to get me a word from God. 
Amen. And I'm fixing to preach it with all my heart. Amen. If you'll anoint me and you'll begin to pour. Amen. As I begin to do my little bitty thing that I can do. If you'll just multiply it. There'll be a church full of people with the Holy Ghost. Uh, Amen. There'll be people praying. Uh, There'll be conviction in the house. Uh, Hey, if you'll just start doing something. See God. What do you got to do? You got to learn how to pour. Uh Uh-oh. You got to learn how to pour of yourself. Pour of your oil. Pour of your anointing. Pour of your testimony. Amen. Not everybody will probably be preachers, but we're all preachers. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what they can't argue with. I once was lost in sin. But Jesus took me in. They can't argue with your testimony uh, that I used to be doing that. I used to live in that. I used to be bound by that. And he set me free. Yes. He set me free. He broke the bonds uh, that were a prison for me. Uh, Now I'm glory bound. Uh, My Jesus, what are you doing? Uh, Hey, I'm pouring out. I'm going to keep pouring. Help us, God. It takes time. Everybody say it takes time. It takes time to pour into empty vessels. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time to go to church. Ain't got time to come pray. How you going to get time to pour? I'll tell you how you're going to do it. If you can't do it with all your other stuff, you need to get rid of your other stuff. I could free up. Tell me what you do all day long, and I can help you free some things up. Well, I like to tinker with my lawnmower. I'm putting new rings in it right now. Tell me what that's going to get you. More smoke. <laughs> well, I need to change the oil in my boat. I just can't. I ain't got time. Well, sell your boat. Hey, I got I to gotta get you out of jail card for everything you got. <laughs> For every excuse you can come up with, I'm going to tell you, it's temporal and we're working on eternal. There's nothing on this planet more important than eternity. Winning souls and changing lives. Hallelujah, my Lord. I'm trying to hurry up and preach. When this woman got her mind made up, I'm going to get my mind off my problems. And I'm just going to start pouring into other people. Guess what happens when you get your mind off all your troubles and just start pouring into other people? You're going to turn around and the problem that you thought was a problem ain't even going to exist anymore. Hey Amen. I begin to think about people are in such chaos and crises and 
And they think, and I have them call me all the time. I, I can't go another day. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can't go another day. Let me tell you what my pastor's mother used to always say. You can always go a little further than you think you can. You just pick yourself up. You can go a little further. You can try a little harder. I, But she forgot about her problems and just started pouring into people. Let me tell you, God takes care of his regular customers. When you start doing God's bidding, when you get God's attention, Boaz said, who's that woman over there? Well, that's Ruth. She's Naomi's daughter-in-law. They're, they lost their husband. Oh, really? Listen, boys, come here for a second. I want you to drop some handfuls on purpose for her. I'm telling you. Can I just preach a little while? The burden of my spirit. God, let the church never forget what our job is. Said you are, everybody say the light of the world. Nobody lights a candle and puts it under a bushel. Can a city that's set up on a hill be hidden? No, I can't. You know what God wants us to do? He wants us to be pouring into people. When, well, praise God. Amen. The devil may not like this. We're going to learn some stuff about this word of God. Amen. When the church becomes an entity that we want people to pour into us. Oh, it's getting kind of quiet. I really, I really believe there's some places that go through so much trouble trying to make everything so perfect to where it entertains people, to, to where people pour into them. Praise God. Oh, it's quiet in here. Let me tell you what Jesus said. I've already perfected praise. And it's in the mouth of babes and sucklings. If you... Oh, they didn't turn the yellow light on. Oh. Or the blue one or the green one. Somebody. They didn't turn the smoke on. Who was in control of that today? And it was perfect. It would have been perfect. If, when they were singing that one. If, the, if smoke would have started rising out of the baptistry. You know what? We can get a spirit on us. That we want people to pour on us. 
that never brought revival. Empty things trying to pour into full things doesn't create revival. Perfect organization does not bring revival. But what brings revival is when somebody with a little anointing says, I don't have much, but what I got, I'm going to pour in. And when you pour into the empty vessel, God begins to multiply. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, I feel Jesus in this place. Come on, if we want God to do things, Well, I hope somebody says that I did good today. Boy, I hope somebody pats me on the back when I leave. I hope I get a text about that one point that I made. I hope they, uh, they, they turn it into a, a reel, that song that we did today. Y'all did wonderful. <laughs> Amen. I hope they turn it into something where we can get 10,000 followers and and they can make comments about how great we are and how wonderful we sing and all the good things that we do. We don't want any of that. Uh, amen. We got one purpose. Uh, we want empty people to come in. Uh, and we want the anointing uh, to fill them up. Come on, let's love Jesus. Hallelujah. Is there any more water? I'm having fun. I might drink some of it a little bit. When's the last time you woke up with a burden? Not the burden. I hope they recognize me where I get to sing a solo. Or not where they ask me to preach the next youth service. But a burden to find an empty vessel somewhere. I tell you, God's always had good singers. He's not going to be impressed with us. He's had great preachers and prophets and singers from the beginning of the Bible. When they crossed the Red Sea, Miriam took her tambourine and began to sing, The Lord hath thrown the rider and the horse into the... Don't you know that was a beautiful song? God's been hearing beautiful songs and... Great vocal. He gave it to you. He knows what it sounds like. Uh, Amen. Uh, Don't you know he's had all this stuff? uh, But what he's looking really for? Somebody. Wake up and say, I'm not looking for a title. Well, I'm not going to teach a Bible study till they give me a position. Because I don't, you don't get nothing for free. My Lord, you got the Holy Ghost. You know what God's looking for? Somebody that wakes up with a burning spirit. Says, oh, God, would you lead me to somebody today? Would you let me bump into an empty vessel? I know I can't. I can't maybe do it like other people. But if you bring them to my house... 
you bring them to this house, I'm going to take what I got. I'm going to tell them what I was before you found me. I'm going to tell them what you did in my life. You understand the power of somebody who's willing to just pour a little bit. We got people that go to prisons and man, you don't get invited to preach camp meeting from your prison ministry. I don't think. Why would a man go to a prison and preach? I'll tell you why. Because it's right there. Why would somebody wake up early on a Sunday morning and go to a retirement center? Begin to preach, repent, and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why would somebody do that? I know because I've been there before. It's something right there uh, that says I once was empty uh, and I know what it feels like. Lord, use me. I don't know what you come expecting. This is what God's given. I just feel like telling somebody. You're next to an empty vessel. You're connected with them. They listen to you. You have influence in their life and they're empty. You got the Holy Ghost. But it's going to take time. I'm so glad. In 2001, there was a church when I walked in empty that didn't say, we get out at 12 o'clock. You better get your praying over with, son. Well, they swarmed me. (laughs) Don't get scared of people praying for you. Nobody's trying to take dominion over you or make you uneasy. You know what? It's a memory of what it feels like to be empty. And I can look at somebody that's empty and I have empathy. I have empathy for them. I think I wonder what they would be like if they had the Holy Ghost. I wonder what it'd be like if God You think I'm going to judge an empty vessel when I walked in empty? You think I'm going to look down on an empty vessel when I walked in empty? I'm going to try to hook up with them. I'm going to try to pour what I can and see what God would do. Hallelujah. It's always this same excuse. Hey, can I, Pastor, can I give you these people's phone number? 
I, I would be happy to have their phone number. I would be happy to sit with them. I'd be happy to teach them. It'd be the thrill of my life. But let me tell you what would be a greater thrill than that. When there was 180 or 90 people, and they were all looking for an empty vessel that they could bring to the house of God, and they could start pouring in. On the way to the church, man, I'm telling you. There ain't nothing like feeling the Holy Ghost. I don't don't know all them scriptures. You ain't got to know scripture. All you got to know is what you felt. Let me tell you something. I I was a mess one day. You didn't know me. I was a mess. But I'm telling you, God came and started dealing with me. God loves people. Friend, God loves you. I can see a lot of where I was is where you're at. Amen. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. Amen. I was homeless. I didn't have a vehicle. I didn't have, I I was right where you are, my friend. Amen. But somebody started telling me about Jesus. Somebody started telling me if I would repent of my sins. Amen. And they just started pouring. It wasn't like a big old river. They just started pouring and just what they could into me. Amen. But when they were pouring, I felt something else start pouring. Amen. There was a God in heaven. When they were pouring, I felt something else start. Hey, you better listen. Hey, he's telling you the truth. Help us. Don't use an excuse of I can't. It was 5,000 hungry men one day besides women and children. So do the math. What is that? One woman. Some have two or three or four. Kids. There was 5,000 men. I'd say there was at least 20,000 people that was there hungry. Hungry, empty. Has anybody got anything? Anybody? Anybody just go by Walmart? You get enough wings to feed 20,000? No. But there is this little boy that his mama packed him a lunch. He's got two little fishes and Five little slices of bread. Is he willing to pour it out into the crowd? Would he be willing? What, what, what is that? Jesus, what is that? What, what, I mean, really? What is two fishes and five loaves for 20,000 people? Or whatever you want to call it. You call it five if you want. It says besides women and children, but just a bunch of people. Is he willing to pour out what he has? Well, let me see. Hey, can I have your lunch today, Alex? Yeah, good. 
They take this little boy's lunch. And they take what they have and they put it in to the hands of the master. <laughs> well, I can't. It, it don't matter what you can do. It's a matter of what you're willing to do. It's all we got. I'll just. <laughs> well, we're going to have to pray over this one. Lord, bless these two fishes and these five loaves. This is what I like to say. God, multiply stuff. I don't like you adding. I want you to multiply. God begins to multiply with very little to pour out. Somehow it just kept going. The longer he poured, the more it went. Until all of them were full. Spoken tongues till my tongue's hurting. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Praise God. People look at what they can do. And they think, I don't think God would use me. I'm going to tell you something. Lord willing, Wednesday night, everybody in this room is going to get a salvation Bible study in their hands. And we're putting it on bigger paper. Bring your reading glasses. Anyway, and I'm going to stand right there. And I'm going to teach you to teach people. I'm going to pour into you so you can pour into people. I, you know, the devil's been wearing me out. He's, you know, you're going to teach it to a bunch of people. Then you're going to have like 10 people do it. He's a liar. And you realize how easy it is to pour. When you figure out how easy it really is, you're just going to keep on and keep on. I think that lady probably got to singing. Lost cognizance of where she was at and what she was doing. She was just pouring. There was a lady named Koji Looper that was my, my best friend growing up, Brad Looper's grandma, and she had a long brown station wagon. And she would take us to one of them long station wagons. And we would say, Mamma, why don't you sing us a song? We didn't really care if she sang, but she would be going about 40 mile an hour down Highway 107. Say, Mamma, will you sing us one of them old songs? She'd start singing an old song. I'll fly away or something. But <laughs> them yellow things would start going faster and faster. 
peak over there and 80 mile an hour on Highway 107. We'd be high-fiving. Something about getting lost in the Holy Ghost. You don't care who's around. When you start pouring out the oil, she got happy. And she just kept on pouring. Kept on pouring and kept on pouring. Praise God. Till she ran out of vessels to fill up. God, that's my prayer for this church. I hope these people pray through everybody that they know. Until they run out of... I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. God's going to challenge somebody. And them boys that have witnessed this miracle. My Lord. And Mama, there ain't nothing else to pour into. When are you going to stop pouring? Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you going to pour until you get enough for you? Are you gonna pour enough till you get recognized? Hey, they taught five Bible study. Or are you gonna pour until you ain't got nothing to pour into? I'm trying to challenge somebody in the Holy Ghost. I read that if everybody that was Holy Ghost filled and been baptized in Jesus' name, if they converted one person to Acts 2.38, and all them people did it again one more year, and all them people did it the third year, everybody on the planet would have the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you how easy this is. Hey, man, God will help you. He loves you. He wants to wash your sins away. He wants to help you break all those chains. Uh, hey, man, in three years, everybody on the planet, praise God. But what happens? Churches get up to 180. What happens? They get enough anointing for themselves and enough to have good church and enough to have good singing and enough to have our program, our little ushers with their green little bags. This is what my prayer is. God, it would tickle me to death if we had to have 50 churches in this city because we didn't have enough space to hold everybody. Amen. It would, if it was house to house, because there was nowhere to put all the empty vessels up. God, grant it. God, let it. God, let your people do it. Stand together with me. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Glad I'm through preaching because I'm out of notes. I didn't realize that. Amen. This is my desire for all of you. First of all, you know you need to be full. It sure helps if you know if you're not a hater. That you have the love of God. You've got the glow about you. You know, when Moses went up on the mountain for 40 days to come down, like his face was shining. Like I can tell who's been with God and who's mad at the world. It's not really that hard. Obviously, you have to have a prayer life and get the love of God in you and do right and care about people and love people. But then, I'm telling you, if you ever win one soul, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a certified instructor for drug rehab. I ain't done it in a while. I need to do it to help some people. But anyway, they say, they say meth is the most addictive drug on the planet. And if you try it one time, there's a 98% chance you will never get off of it. 2% somehow get away from it. That's why, young people, we don't ever try anything. But I want to tell you something. I don't know about the drug world. That wasn't. That wasn't my deal. But anyway. I want to tell you something that is so addictive. That it will make you lay awake at night. Is when you take your Bible. Material, whatever you want. And you sit across the table from somebody. And you begin to open up the Word of God to them. And you watch their eyes go. And you feel, I've never felt God closer in my life than when I was one-on-one with somebody heading to a red-hot hell. And I began to teach them. Jesus told Nicodemus, except the man is born of the water. You ain't got to scream out. We just... We just talked to him. Except a man is born of the water and of the Spirit. He can't enter into the kingdom of God. Then he goes on to say, he'll never see it. And their eyes begin to open. And when they see it, and you watch them fulfill it, and they come to an altar and cry, and God fills them with the Holy Ghost, and they get baptized. I want to tell you, there'll be something in you. It'll be like a, I don't know, time clock, alarm clock, something. Push it. When you know that God used you. Am I out of water? Oh, Lord. I'm not through preaching yet. Here we go.
God used you, your voice, to start pouring. And you realize that's all I had. And when you see them, their cups running over. That's all I can do. It's all. What is this up beside this? I'm not, I'm not. When you see that God made up all the difference, you're talking about an addiction. That's the good kind. <laughs> the kind you don't go to jail for. It's the kind that the Bible says, against such there is no law. <laughs> And the peace that will be in your spirit when you know God used me. Does anybody want to let God use them? Are you just here for the fishes and loaves? Or or is there somebody that want to feel what that purpose is? Come on, in the name of Jesus. Kora sandala maha. Come on, just a few moments of prayer. Just a few moments. <laughs> Come on. Let it overflow. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your love. Come on. Help me, God. Connect me to an empty vessel. Pour out your spirit. 